So when you look at us as a culture, people are obese, sick. Most people can't get up and down the street or can't walk around the block today. But yet you've got you know someone like the Queen of England. You know we <laughs> talked about that. We did. She's tapped on. But even well into her 90s, she got out of the car, walked down the aisle, sat patiently for several hours got up and walked out. No one helped her, no canes, <laughs> no walkers, no wheelchairs. I mean, what's the problem here? <laughs> Wealth, health, relationships, and business. These are the four key elements to success. And it's just some of what you'll hear right now on Morning Coffee with Corey. Let Corey Chapman mentor you on this journey. And now, here's Corey Chapman. All right, guys. So I'm excited here on Coffee with Corey today. You know, we're always talking about health and wellness, and sometimes it's important to know exactly where you stand when it comes to your health. So I have a pretty cool concept today that I got a chance to talk to a good friend of mine by the name of Tosh James. He's an author of Life 120 Journal, a founder of an elite wellness center that consults to pro athletes, royals, right, as well as countries all over the world. Uh, The great thing about this is when it comes to learning about how to better yourself, when it comes to your overall well-being, he talks about life is in the blood. I love that. And so I'm excited to have him on board today with Coffee with Corey. I want to welcome my good friend, Tosh James, buddy. How you been there? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on your show. It's great connecting with you again. And, uh, Helping your people. It's going to be awesome. Very cool, man. Very cool. You know, hey, Tosh, I'm excited because I tell you, man, I I share with you at the very beginning of the conversation, being in the financial space, you know, we deal with retirees. We deal with, um, you know, making sure our clients are comfortable while they're in retirement, right? And we think of that from a financial standpoint. But one of the things that I realize as I get older, right, it's not always about the money, right? There's more important things in the world than just money. And one of the things that has just come, uh, you know, prevalent over even the last couple of years for myself personally is health, right? Health plays such a significant role. And it's, you know, as I start looking and being more intentional about being healthy, I'm starting to look at things out there and seeing what's out there that can make my life a little bit better. You know, my wife is an avid reader. So am I, we spend a lot of time talking about wealth, talking about finance and money and all that good stuff. But then she started getting really into the health sector. And so she started telling me these things, baby, we got to eat better. You got to put more nutrition in your body. I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. And so I'm like, you know, just kind of dismissing that whole concept, right? But then I end up looking at this, uh, this, um, this video one day, and it was you, man, talking about uh, life is in the blood and all about foods and things of that nature. And I got to tell you, man, I was like, okay, I, I had to go back to my wife now and apologize because obviously what she was saying was making sense. Uh, sometimes you can't hear it from the people closest to you, right? But after hearing that, man, I was really impressed with some of the information you were talking talking about, man. Share with us a little bit about, you know, this book that you came out with called Author of uh, Life 120 Journal, because I know it has a lot to do when it comes to your health. Sure. So about 2016, 2017, I really started pursuing a food program for our clients, because most of the people that came to us already had health issues, unfortunately. It's like, in this country or even most developed countries, we take better care of our homes, our cars, we get them tuned up, we get it in for service. <laughs> that's what do, right? But you right. know, when you're driving down the street, you know, when you look at a car, so you know that person's not taking care of their car. So similar here as well, not to take shots at anybody. I always tell about, look, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not here to beat you up, but let's just start where we're at today and move forward. 
So when you look at us as a culture, people are obese, they are uh, sick, they, mm -hmm. most people can't get up and down the street or can't walk around the block today. That's majority of our population. But yet you've got, you know, someone like the Queen of England, you know, we <laughs> talked about that. We did. She's passed on. But even well into her 90s, in the last in a royal wedding she was at, she got out of the car, walked down the aisle, sat patiently for several hours, got up and walked out. No one helped her, no canes, <laughs> no walkers, no wheelchairs. I mean, what's the problem here? <laughs> like, like I needed to walk and just get out of my car, okay? So. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you've got 50 and 60-year-olds 60 60 year talking about knee implants and hip implants, and they can't, you know, swing the golf club or, you know, get out of their car, like you said. So it, it's become a cultural issue because we are not nourishing the body by design, and we're not taking it in for tune-ups. And, you know, God bless our doctors. God bless our pharmaceutical space. It's great for bridge care, urgent care, and trauma care. But outside of that, it's not designed for health and wellness. You know, when a physician today sees 60 people a day, they don't have time to sit down and do a health analysis for you. We were unfortunate. This is, you know, kind of one of my famous sayings, and it's it's unfortunate. We are have to be responsible. We have turned our doctors in this country and most developed countries into licensed drug dealers. Mm. We show up looking for a script. Well, what do you expect? They're going to give you a right. script. That's it. Right. We we have to take responsibility. Next time you go to the doctor and say, "Hey, this is what I'm expecting. What's what? What do I need to do to get this result?" They're smart people. They will help you. But if you're not asking the right questions, they're just going to do what they're doing every day. Yeah, so, you know, I was going to say that I don't mean to, interrupt, but I would. You you made a great point there. You know, I think it's all about knowledge, right? Because you have to be able to take consistent conversation and then ask the right questions, right? A lot of times we don't know what to ask, so therein lies the problem, right? But I think using what you were just talking about the the tune-ups, right? Tell me a little bit about that. Like, what would it be that say if I'm an average person, I'm walking to the doctor. Doctor, and my doctor is trying to prescribe high blood pressure medicine or cholesterol medicine to me. Like, how do I know what I need? Because I'm just going with the doctor tells me to do. So like, what would be the thing that I need to have? And what kind of questions and conversations do I need to say in order to get him to say, okay, he knows a little bit more about it? Sure. Yeah, that's man. We can go on a hundred different rabbit trails. One, you know, when someone is already at 50, 60 years yep. of age, they've been on several medications already. Mm -hmm. None of them is helping the real problem. So one of the examples I give people is I had a gentleman come to me, actually his daughter, his kids came to me. He was in a uh, recliner every day with an oxygen tank mm -hmm. and he couldn't move. You know, he, so he wasn't uh, mobile at all. He would you know, maybe walk to the kitchen back, his wife cooked for him. And we did an evaluation. This is on our, you know, our consulting and our wellness program side. We did an evaluation. He was on 19 different medications. Wow. Now, he wasn't prescribed all of that by one physician. It's just happened over the last 10, 20, 30, 40 years, but nobody ever checked him. Mm. And here's a side note. Here's a little rabbit trail. I was uh, asked to go to a, an event hosted by uh, the pharmaceutical industry, and it was also uh, co-chaired by the FDA. And I was... There were doctors, scientists, and it was at, the, I think, the Library of Congress in D.C. And one of the things they talked about was 
the databases, and there's so many of them, none of them talk to each other. Mm-hmm. So when one doctor's prescribing one thing for one person, another doctor's already prescribed something for the other, they may be on the same uh, medication with different names, and they're not, they're not checking all this. Again, going back to the model, when you're seeing 60 to 80 people, 60 is normal. Some of these doctors, <laughs> see, I have friends that have these, are seeing 80 people a day, and it's like right. in and out, in and out, right. in and out. So they're not checking all of these things. They're just visiting with them on that one particular issue that they walked in the door for. So with this gentleman, I'm not going to tell you, even an MD, a GP will not take you off all those medications in one shot because now you're almost kind of like a a drug addict that's on all of these medications. Your body's dependent on it. Right. So you want to mess with the body chemistry and shock the system. You got to do it over time. So I asked the, the daughter, I said, write every medication down and find out what each medication is for. And also write down the side effects. So the next visit you go to your primary GP, have him look at all of it and ask him, what does my dad absolutely need? Because we haven't never done this before. This is accumulated over time. Mm. So on the first visit, the GP took him down from 19 to 11, just one. Mm-hmm. But again, she was asking the right questions. Right. If that question has never been asked, if the family and I never had that conversation, that would have never happened. So yeah. that's one. Yeah. By the time he got on Life 120, you asked the question about the food program. This is what I created several years ago. By design, our white blood cells are producing every three days. Red blood cells are producing every 90 days. And same thing with other stem cells, platelets, all of that. So... We have to be conscious of what we put in our body to help the body produce healthier white blood cells, healthier red blood cells. So you and I and everybody watching here are producing white blood cells today, but they were started three days ago. Mm -hmm. Every one of us are producing red blood cells today, but they started 90 days ago. So what we do today will affect the red blood cells that are coming up 90 days from now. Got it. So the food program was created specifically for that and be intentional. And it's a 120 day plan with a lot of grace and breaks in it to help you stick with it. I've got a 16 year old right now, a high school student doing this right now. She's posting every day on Instagram and she's on day 41 and she, she doesn't have cancer. She doesn't have an autoimmune situation. She just wants to be healthier. You know, mm-hmm. she has a lot of the health issues. Unfortunately, a lot of our younger generation has which is a whole nother conversation, but she's being proactive about it. So if a 16 year old can follow that program, anyone can do it. So to back to your original question is, if we walk into a GP's office, your doctor's office, and you're already on a lot of these medications, then you have to ask, why am I on these? Are they actually helping the problem? Right, right, right. I like that. So, you know, just kind of summarize is that when you're walking in the office, you're basically just kind of taking a look at everything that you're already on and then making a list of that, but then asking your current doctor, do you need all of this, right? And have them make sense of why we're still on these medications. I like yeah. that, man. That, that makes a lot of sense. You know, and, um, yeah. go ahead. You had a question? And the end result with this gentleman over the 120 days, so his his family kind of kidnapped him. You know, they have, he has, I think, seven kids. So they started taking him to his Life 120, took him off all of the processed foods he was on. Mm. And over 120 days, he started getting better. He started walking every day with his wife, you know, like a mile a day. He started with, I told him, look, start 10 minutes. He, this guy couldn't even walk across the house without an oxygen tank. Mm-hmm. He went from that to no oxygen tank, walking 10 minutes a day to a mile a day. And that's what's possible. But... The point is, the GP, when he went back and he started seeing progress, they kept taking him off of stuff that he didn't need. Mm-hmm, he was mm-hmm. down to literally two 
from 19 to two. Wow. And, and his daughter actually told me, I said, I think my dad is just on a couple of them because he just doesn't feel comfortable being on them. <laughs> <laughs> so, he had them so long, right? He doesn't want to get rid of them all in just in case, right? So I always say, look, go talk to your general practitioner. Let them look at your whole file. Set up some time aside. Tell them what you're doing so they're ready for you. And they'll be glad to help you. It's just that they're used to, they're stuck in this this super highway where they know people are coming in just for a script. Right. And, 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 and I know that firsthand I've got, I've sat in offices with GPs. I've done visits with them and we'll walk out and the person there saying, I need an antibiotic. It's like, they're not even listening to what the GP has mm-hmm, to say. Mm-hmm. They came in for an antibiotic. <clears throat> so we step outside and he goes, see what I mean? I, mm-hmm, I have mm-hmm. to. They're asking for it. I got to give it to them. That's just, I, yeah, I, I get it. I totally get it. Like, we had a client that came into the office the other day, right? And we were telling her what we, she came in specifically asking for our advice on something, right? And, yeah. but when we got into the meeting, she was telling us what she wanted to do. And I kept saying, so do you want our advice or is there something you want? Yeah. You know, so I can totally relate to that conversation by all means, for sure. So, um, Real food. I, I heard you talk about this before on one of your interviews, and you said that you have to put real food in your body, right? And yeah. and uh, I even heard somebody say something about when you say I have junk food. No, it's junk, and then there's yeah. food, right? So let's elaborate a little bit on that. What does that mean by real food? So I started naming things real food because okay. there's so many names for it today. Right. Non- Mo organic <laughs> project. So you can call it whatever you want. It has to, get, we got to get back to real food. We haven't been eating real food for a long time. Almost every restaurant in a developed country. And I know we've got people around the world watching. So I just want to keep it across the board. Doesn't matter where it is. The food's coming from a distributor. So if the distributor source is not real food, it's processed food, genetically modified food, tainted food that has, a lot of pesticides in it. These are going to cause problems over time when the quantity keeps increasing. So mm-hmm. it's an 80-20 rule. Mm-hmm. 80% of the time, you want to be conscious about putting real food in the body that doesn't have all these contaminants in it. And everybody can do that today. Everybody that's watch, watching this show today, you can clean out your pantry and make sure everything that's in that pantry and in the refrigerator is real food, whether mm-hmm. it's a piece of meat, steak, make sure it's wild hunted or at least... Uh, doesn't have antibiotics, all that stuff. Wild hunted meats are the best because the animals know what to eat, right? So you're not, they're not being fed and they, they're, they're intelligent by design. So you're eating what they're eating. Wild caught seafood. And also in the pantry, just make sure you remove everything that is processed. Mm-hmm. So, or has contaminants in it. So if you have, I like some potato chips every once in a while. <laughs> Go ahead and get potato chips. They have them. Same thing with banana chips or anything else, veggie chips, all of that stuff. You can eat tasty stuff. Just make sure you're being conscious and intentional about getting real food in your body and make sure nothing that's not real that comes into the home. Uh, and, and one more example is like we, um, I use the Matrix all the time as an example. If you haven't seen it, at least go watch the first one. And there's a mechanic in the Matrix and he's in the restaurant and he's sitting there with one of the bad guys in suits and they're eating a steak. And he looks at the steak and he says something like, this looks like steak, it, it tastes like steak, it smells like steak, but I know it's not steak. That's what's happened today. You know, right. you and I go right. to the best restaurant in L.A. <laughs> and pay $150 for a steak, and it's not steak anymore, unless the restaurant is intentional about getting grass-fed, 
Right. Antibiotic free, pesticide free, you know, meats in their restaurant. Yeah, it's so funny because I, I, I think when I, as you just said, you know, there's so many substitutes out there that you don't even know what you're eating these days, right? Which is crazy. But it's so funny that food plays such a significant role when it comes to your health. You know, I was I was listening to Jim Quick the other day and he was talking about your brain, right? And how there are foods out there that you should be eating that are nurturing your brain to absorb and help you learn better, right? And I just thought, oh my God, I, no one ever told us this, right? I, how come I didn't know this, right? And you're thinking about the leafy foods, right? And thinking about the organic stuff that you take that's got the ability to high in nutrients and things of that nature. Going back to what you were talking about, the real food, right? It plays yeah. such a significant role in so many parts of your life, not just your health, but also your brain power, your thought process, your comprehension, your cognitive abilities, right? All that comes into play. A pretty cool concept, man. You had said something in another quote that I heard. It said, um, you were talking about walking that 10 minute a day thing. Cause I keep hearing about walking 10 minute a day and how important that is. Share a little bit about like, why is that make such a significant thing? I know it ties to the blood in the body and stuff, but how does that all work? And why is that such an important thing to just get started? Movement's very, very important. The blood is moving. We have thousands of miles of pipe in our body. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't even have a chair. I stand all day and work. Um, I'm sitting, my office is on a Okay, let me course. stand up. <laughs> you're doing good, man. So you're, you're pretty fit. So that's, that's, you're always moving. I know you are. Um, you know, we're sitting on two golf courses here where the office is, and we have more pipe in our office than both golf courses put together. Hmm. This is how much pipe we have in our body. You talked about the brain. There's pipes going to the brain. There's pipes going to the eyeballs. There's pipes going all the way through your fingers. That's why arthritis doesn't start here. It's it's here. It's the end, ends of your hand. And one of the examples I use is um, like a tail end of the lake or channels. In, in, when, you, when you look at you imagine a, a visual of a drone flying over Florida and you've got the open water, right? Mm-hmm, and then you've got mm-hmm. the, the, the channels that are coming in and, the, and the, the channels inside the channels. So the water that's out in the open is, fe- is fresher and cleaner than the water sitting in the channels on the inside. And the less movement there is, the less boats coming in and out, uh, the less rain or thunderstorms that have happened in that region, the more muckier the water is going to be, the further in it is inside right. the land. Mm-hmm. So you want fresh water to move in and out of that so the water is cleaner. Same thing with the body. The blood, the blood is trying to move up and down all throughout the body. 1931 Nobel Prize, Otto demonstrated this. He said, lack of oxygen in the bloodstream and lack of blood flow all the, to all the tissues causes every disease known to man. At that time, he's talking about cancer primarily, but that applies to everything. So when your blood flow stops, your blood flow slows down, when your blood is thick, your blood flow slows down, then you're going to have issues throughout the body. So one of the things you can do outside of consuming real food, because when you have to consume real food to produce rich blood, which produces blood flow. Mm-hmm. Second thing is moving. There was an article in the 70s or 80s came out saying sitting is the new smoking mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. we just went to a culture where everybody started working in offices. We stopped moving around. Even guys that worked outside, they've got all this machinery. Nobody digs ditches anymore. It's like a, it's an anomaly, right? It's all uh, front end loaders and ditch witches that are doing all the work. So we are not moving as a culture anymore. So the body is not moving. So we have to be intentional about moving the body. So I tell people, no matter where you are, if you've been in the gym in 20 years, it's okay. Just do 10 minutes. 
set the timer in the morning and walk as fast as or slow as you can, but you're moving. Be intentional. Do it in the morning and do it at night. So it doesn't matter how if you're 20 years old or 80 years old. Just start with that. Just nice. start moving. Be intentional. Set a timer and move for 10 minutes, even if it's just walking. And then take it from there and just start moving it up. Nice, man. Nice. So let me ask you a question. You know, I always like to give my listeners like the top three things that they can do to improve where they're currently at. So thinking on everything we talked about now, how we can improve someone's life, you know, someone's just kind of starting out that, like you said, they're sediment. They've been sitting on the, on the chair most of the time. They're not really thinking about doing anything, but now they're listening to this podcast and they're saying to themselves, I got to start somewhere. So give me the top three things right off the top of your head that you would recommend for them to do and let's get them started. Yeah. Number one, real food. So mm-hmm. be intentional. You you go shopping today, tomorrow, whatever. Make sure you get real food. Whatever you're buying, make sure it's real. That's number one. Because it's you're in the in the financial space. It's about compounding interest. That's right. Compounding interest works both ways. Yeah. So if you start today, it'll start compounding in your favor. That's All number time. one. Number two, movement. If you're not moving, if you're not going to the gym, stop making excuses. We we keep planning on doing things. Just today. I don't care if you're in your jeans and you're boots or whatever, when you get home, set 10 minutes and just go walk down the street and walk mm-hmm. back. That's mm-hmm. start that right now. That's two. Mm-hmm. And number three is this is a, a subject that is on the, on the holistic naturopathic side is very touchy, but we become a supplement dependent um, culture. Mm-hmm. So we have almost used it as an excuse not to do the right thing. We can eat whatever we want and take all these supplements, right? Mm-hmm. And now we're in an IV culture as well. We have all these IV bars now. So people now think they can eat what they want, drink what they want, and even go party or whatever and get a hit and they're okay. These are all going to cause autoimmune situations and cancers in the body. So if you're on a lot of supplements, cycle on and off of them or get off of them completely and then take some time off and let the body process. One of the examples I use is I had one of the NBA coaches call me or NBA docs call me and one of the top 10 guys in the league at that time was passing a lot of kidney stones and it was every few weeks and they couldn't figure out why. And they called me and said, can you look at his file? Do you, can we, can you talk to him? And I said, okay, before we even do that, ask him how many supplements he's on. Cause I know the culture we're in, we're a supplement driven right. culture. Right. Every, every fitness influencer is pushing something, right? right. So she said, what do you, what do you mean? Said, Just call him and call me back. Let's start there. When she calls me back, he's on like 40 supplements. That's wow. a problem solved. So get him off every supplement he's on, <laughs> have this step cooked for him. The body cannot process all of that. It's it's going, what is this? I don't know what this is. It's not real food. So whether you can claim it's natural uh, or non-synthetic, that's great, but it's still processed and the body's having to take the extra step to break it down mm-hmm. and it doesn't understand it like it does a fruit or a vegetable or even meat that's coming from a wild hunted animal or wild caught seafood. So for example, potassium. If you're taking potassium uh, tablets versus eating bananas, the, the body is going, this is not, it doesn't even even make the correlation to a banana. It understands the chemistry of the banana, but he's trying to break the, the, the supplement down, the potassium tablet down, because it's you're telling it to, but at some point it's going to cause issues. And a lot of times when when you have cysts and lumps in the breast and, and, and buildups in the body, and this is going to be my second book, By Design, You're Meant to Heal. We talk about a lot of that in there. These are happening by design because the body cannot break it down anymore. It's going, I don't know what to do with this. So let me just collect it and put it somewhere. 
Hmm, nice, nice. So just to recap, real food, eating things that are not processed and going through uh, all the different things that are inside of it, but just finding real food. Second thing, uh, 10 minutes a day, do some sort of walking, get out there, do some sort of energy, make it happen for yourself. And then lastly, uh, either reduce or cut out the supplements in some form or fashion. So you make sure you get a little break in that time, let your body heal. Absolutely. Nice, man. Nice, man. Well, man, Tosh, I appreciate your time today, brother. I, this was such a great conversation. I'm going to have to bring you back on again because I want to dive in a little bit more about the different supplements and things that people can take and what's good, what's bad, and what's not. And we'll kind of get you back in to talk a little bit about that down the road. Sounds good? Thanks for having me, man. All right, brother. Take care, man. Thanks so much for everything. Sometimes it's all about shifting your perspective to change your outcome. Thanks for listening to this episode of Morning Coffee with Corey. Join us again right here on the next episode of Morning Coffee with Corey.